Welcome to Liz Collin Reports. On the podcast, the stats. 700 cars stolen in Minneapolis last month. A 55% jump since last year. A recent crime victim comes forward with his story that speaks to the reality of what's really happening with Minnesota's justice system. Mike Woodley, I want to thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Probably great now, Mike, but uh, you're you're one of these victims, and I know we've uh, spoken a bit about this, and it's just a, just a crazy story, but take us back. Your car, I know, is eventually driven to Minneapolis uh, after it's stolen, but this all started in Edina one early January morning uh, for you. It was. I, I, I get up, and I'm going to go meet a friend of mine. I'm a hockey coach, and we share things during tournaments, and I'm bringing something to his hotel room at 6.30 in the morning, the Onyx Hotel in Edina, well lit. It's it, There's a car right behind me, an Uber driver. So I, I, I left, it was cold. I got out of my car. I did leave it running. I normally don't, but everything was so lit and so... So anyway, I just got to the other side of the car to open the door. He's there. Meanwhile, there was a, the, a, a Lexus without plates waiting, drove up next to it, jumped in my car and took off. Um, I, it was someone like, really? And, um, and I had that fob. I had a lot of things, but he had, had, they had my car and they, they took off. Uh, the Uber driver called 911 right behind me before I even had a chance to. I had my phone. I had everything uh, with me. Uh, they chased the car on, uh, on, on the cross down. A state trooper actually was in pursuit of it. Within moments, they exited and got off and, and got into the Phillips neighborhood for a while. Then they drove to, I'm watching it on my phone, which is crazy with this GPS. You're watching your stolen car go across the Twin Cities. And in your stolen car, you have all your hockey gear, right? You mentioned you're, you're a hockey coach, but this is also striking too. You're, you said you're only about 20 feet away from your car uh, yeah. when this all unfolds. And I just saw, you know, an African-American kid. It looked like a kid uh, from my view. Couldn't see a whole lot um, with a hoodie, jump in the car. The Uber driver described him as a very young teenage is what was his description of the of the African-American kid that jumped in my car. And he thought he was Somali. And um, I don't you know, I don't know. But Uber drivers meet a lot more people than I do. So I take his and probably true at his at his description. Yeah, and they just, they drove it around. As soon as they stopped it, they'd have been in trouble. And I had the fob to lock the doors. I keep locking the doors, trying to, hopefully they get out of the car and it would be locked out. But uh, I wasn't that fortunate. And you drive a 2019 Ford Escape, this is, and you you said it's wild. You're able to, to watch where they're going and they chase this vehicle into Minneapolis. You said the, the Phillips neighborhood, I believe. Uh, but then that chase stops. Explain that. Um, it's my understanding, and I talked to them, and um, I, I know a few people in, in, uh, in, in that, that they're involved in policing, and they said that they they, they can't cha- uh, apparently you can't pursue a car in a neighborhood anymore. Uh, they were very sorry about that, but they they knew obviously the drivers knew that uh, th- that was the the feeling from the cops I talked to later. And after the situation cleared, they got they they got in the car and then they moved it again, but. The the cops did not have any any idea where it was until we finally found it rested at the Midway Motel. And how how long before you find it at the Midway Motel in in St. Paul? And that's on Snelling. Yeah, on Snelling, right there, kind of by the the Energy Park area. Um, It it was a six thirty. It happened. I was in my car at ten thirty. I got it back, and my wife had to come pick me up at 
at, at a McDonald's because the Adina police officer would only take me somewhere safe. They wouldn't take me all the way there. But she did call the St. Paul cops. So I got there at 1030 and uh, there was my car and the Lexus without plates was next to it. Um, there were things taken out of my car. I learned later, um, small iPad that I won't get back. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but my hockey gear and I'm a coach and it's very important to me. I got skates and gloves and a helmet, a couple of hockey sticks. And, um, they took them out of my car and they put them inside the Lexus. I don't know why. Um, but the police officers were really nice. The St. Paul cops that were there. They uh, allowed me to identify it and let me get it without having to go through a lot of hassle, which I really appreciated. And um, so I got my stuff back. Interestingly, we saw another pulling into a lot. It looked like another stolen car while this was happening, and they took off in a hurry when they saw police were there. But not only that, Mike, uh, you know, you're worried about your hockey stuff, a typical uh, Minnesota, Minnesota hockey coach, but you said they did a lot of damage uh, to your electronic system uh, inside your car, too. Well, they could have done worse. I'll say that. There's electronics under your um, the rearview mirror. In the, if anybody has a Ford Escape like that, they kind of know what I'm talking about. And they ripped that off and they just pulled all the wires out. And all it did was disrupt the sensors, you know, the crash sensors. So I don't have those working for me anymore, which I wish I did. But to get them fixed, it cost me about $800 minimum. And uh, my insurance agent told me with my $500 deductible, they wouldn't suggest I do it because it's a hit on my insurance. So I'm, I'm out that some scratches on the car too, from whatever they did trying to park it, I think in Phillips, but I did get my car back and I'm, you know, I'm not happy about what happened, but I know a lot of people dealt with a lot worse than I. And I think what's so striking about this too, Mike, you're at the, you're at the place where this happened. You go in to talk to motel staff or police do, and, and it's almost like, all right, they, they did this. It's over. You got your car back. No consequences. I, I mean, I, I'm an older person uh, than probably a lot of people watching, but it, it was very reminiscent of an episode of Hogan's Heroes where the uh, the gentleman there who um, worked as a manager saw nothing, knows nothing. I mean, you don't notice hockey sticks being pulled out of a car and put in another one. A big old blue bucket of hockey pucks, you don't notice that. And I said that, and then he got kind of angry at me. And I'm like, all right, you're angry at me. That, that's that's beautiful. But it, it was pretty obvious to me that this is where they go. And this is their hangout. I don't know if it still is, but it certainly was then because the two stolen cars were there. So there was no interest in going after uh, whoever uh, did this? No. Even the police officers were great. They're honest. I said, what, what can we do? And they said, well, really, you could, you could try to go after them, but... Even if we get them, if they are indeed teenagers, there's nothing going to happen to them. I'm like, nothing's going to happen to them? Uh, well, not really. And, you know, my time is valuable to me. I'm trying to enjoy some time with my senior who's leaving for college next year. So the last thing I want to do is jack around with a bunch of police reports and deal with stuff when they're not going to do anything to them anyway. And so I just said, fine. Although I did go back one time. I, I shouldn't probably even admit this. I went back one day. I was, just, I was just a little bit angry about something just to see what was going on and see if I could see these guys in action, just to let them know what, what I thought of them. Um, and probably that would have been it. And uh, it didn't happen. But I, I, I was, you know, this is just uh, I can't take this stuff anymore. I, I'm, I'm looking to move to Hayward, Wisconsin, retire and get out of here. I just I don't I can't believe what happened in my hometown of St. Paul. I can't believe what's happening. It's it's become a real cesspool and 
nobody seems to be able to do anything about it. It's just, I know I sound like the old man barking at the cloud, but um, it, it's really, really sad. It certainly is, and these people who, who who are doing this, they they know that they can get away with it. You said it's kind of like a, a sport to them. I, ironically, I was in my on the east side of St. Paul today. I don't know what I had a business thing over there, and I drove by my old playground area and you know Eastview and Market Playgrounds, where I remember guys like you know Dino Guerin and all of us guys our age. We'd go down there, and we'd pick sides and play games, and we'd you know there was hockey boards, and we always had teams, and we all did all. There's nothing going on at any of these parks anymore. Um, I, I, I'm not saying they're not utilized at all, but it seems to me that uh, the new game, instead of playing sports and picking teams, is go out and steal cars, break into houses, beat up old people. Um, that's what I'm hearing, and that seems to be what teenagers are are just fine with doing now. And um, it's just really disgusting. I, I don't know what you could do about it at this point because there doesn't seem to be an effort to change it. Um, I guess we all just have to deal with it and decide if we don't want to join me and I'll move to Northwest Wisconsin. You know, that, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, we mentioned at the beginning, 700 stolen cars alone, uh, in one month in Minneapolis, 33 are carjackings. I know 200 thefts from cars. Those are the, you know, the actual recorded crimes, but yeah, what, what does fix this? We all can't move to Wisconsin. Well, they'd probably take you, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I've, I, I'm kind of done with it. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm disgusted with a lot of things. I mean, I, I try not to talk a lot of politics and things like that with anybody. And I don't even think it is politics. It's just what, what's being allowed to happen, no matter who you are. How can anybody enjoy this? How can anybody really think that this is some good thing? I've decided it's just not my town anymore. This isn't where I grew up. This isn't my state. I don't, I don't like it here. I, I don't. I don't think this is a good place to live. I don't know if there's an answer. I, I wish there was. I don't think they're looking for an answer either. To be really honest, I think it's more about taking care of people who, who are the problem people. It just seems like they don't want to find an answer. And if they don't want to find an answer, we're not going to find one. So. Well, well said, Mike Woodley. Thank you so much uh, for for joining me. I'm glad you're. Okay, and I guess we'll see you in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, probably. I thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Remember to subscribe to Alpha News on YouTube. We'll see you next time. Bye.